Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm Baha Etmanen, the founder and editor of Ageless by Rescue. Ageless by Rescue gives you unprecedented access to international and Australian experts and visionaries. Hi, it's Miranda Kerr here on Ageless by Rescue podcast. Hi, this is Martha Kay and you are on Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm Trini Woodall. I mean, I feel I'm being interviewed by the sexiest woman in the world. Samantha X is an author, single mother, journalist, and one of Australia's most well-renowned sexperts who dedicates her time to empowering women and lending a compassionate ear to men. Samantha X is a high-class escort. At just 37 years of age, Samantha swapped her nine-to-five job for a life of high-class escorting. Having two best-selling books under her belt, she has gained an audience of female fans worldwide who want to celebrate their maturity, sexuality, and power. An open book to her audience, Samantha is known for her authentic self and empowering others by sharing her battles and unique life experiences. I'm really excited to bring this episode to you because I think sexuality is a really important subject to unpack when we're talking about our best ageless selves. From leaving her nine to five job to now having two best-selling books, I've interviewed Samantha before because we've been friends for over 15 years as she used to be in the beauty industry as a beauty editor. And I think you're going to absolutely love this candid, uncut episode with someone who really can share some expertise around how we can embrace our sexuality at any age, and also understand what's happening with our body and the mind-body connection when it comes to ageless sexuality. I'm really excited to share this episode with you, and I hope that you will enjoy it. I look forward to your feedback on the episode with Samantha X on Ageless by Rescue podcast. Well, I bet you are all so jealous who I get to speak to today. (laughs) I am speaking to my beautiful friend and truly inspirational woman, Samantha X. Welcome to Ageless by Rest. Thanks, beautiful. It's uh, so nice to see you again. I thought the last time I saw you, we were at some beauty event together. Yeah, we, we go a long way. So uh, we have worked together in the beauty industry for, I want to say, 15 years at least. Oh, yeah, at least, yeah. And I remember, like the rest of Australia, watching you come out at, <laughs> from Amanda to Samantha. Oh, no. <laughs> I sort of wonder what half the beauty editors thought at the time because I was a beauty editor um, and I used to go to, you know, back in those days, it was, you know, opening those of envelopes we used to go to. It was so much fun. Um, and then some of those girls I hadn't spoken to for years, but they would have seen the news and I'd love to know what they thought. <laughs> and, you know, I featured you on Rescue before and, you know, yes. It honestly remains in the top five articles of rescue, I think seven, <laughs> eight years on. And Stop. Um, it does because people are so fascinated and so undereducated. And mm. um, we don't have enough opportunities to talk candidly about sex, sensuality, sexuality, um, desire, and 
I, I want to, I really wanted you on this podcast because one of the things you and I have talked about before is that your sexuality and your mm. self confidence actually mm. started to peak in your late 30s. And mm. you discovered your most sexual, beautiful self the older that you got, and that you believe that sensuality and sexuality is ageless. And I love that. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm 47 now, and I think I'm just discovering it, and I'm just getting my confidence. And, you know, despite the image that I portray or that other women think I am super, super confident, um, that's come with age, believe me, because back in those beauty editor days, you know, you know, when I looked 20 years younger, when I was 20 years younger, my confidence was zero. And I think as I've aged, particularly in this environment, in my um, industry as well, in the adult industry, um, the sex industry, which funnily enough, it's not about sex. That's where I've got my confidence, my inner confidence from, because I've realized that it's not so much on the outside, what, what, uh, gives you that confidence is what's on the inside. And I think having um, understanding men and um, understanding myself, I've really been able to explore that, particularly in my 40s. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm touching my 50s and I think the 50s will be even better. So I want to say to all women out there who are stressing about turning 40, turning 50, turning 60, whatever, you really have your best years to come. So I wish I knew that when I was younger. I didn't. I thought life was over at 40. But um, there's so much that we don't know. Tell me about what your best sexual years to come means. And tell me about, you know, Samantha X in, in her 30s and, and now 40s. What mm. aspect of your sexuality or desire or whatever, you know, you, you call it, has elevated, peaked, improved? Well, I became Samantha in my late, in my mid to late thirties, and um, you know, for many, many reasons, uh, I love men, I love sex, <laughs> but then I realized the more, the more I was Samantha, the less sex I was actually having. And I, I've, I've often said that women, single women, uh, would be having way more sex than me, who's an escort, because. Um, the sex that we have is very different sex to normal sex. I think it's um, it's um, you realize well, I realized pretty quickly that men don't care about the shape of your body, that they don't care about the things that we care about, like cellulite, like um, like um, stretch marks, like you know I have big fake boobs but but actually so many clients told me not to get my big fake boobs but I do what I want for me anyway um they uh, men prefer the natural look and I think the thing that's made me sexual and sexier is the confidence I have in my body regardless of whether I'm having a thin day or a fat day or a bloated day or whatever day um it's that uh confidence that comes with um age and I think it only comes with age and it comes from um self-esteem I think and the more self-esteem I've learned to have or I've I, uh the better I feel about myself and my body so mm. you um have an agency as well do you still have that you still have your girls yes yeah we do we're just in lockdown at the moment um so obviously we everything's on hold but yeah and, and the women I encourage or I'd love to have more of but that I do encourage to um 
to work if that's what they want to do obviously are women age 40 plus because that's where the uh the need that's where the that's what the men want a lot of you know majority of the men want and it's funny because when we're doing our seos and our website and i've got a wonderful business partner vanessa who does all of that um the the most google thing when it came to escorts was granny escorts <laughs> so we've had to incorporate granny escorts somewhere along the lines um so yeah a, a lot of men search out older women and it's not because they've got the best boobs it's because they're They've seen her done most things. They've got the life experience and they're confident. And that's what's the most attractive thing about an older woman is the confidence. Tell me about um, what men really, really want in your experience. And I've had this conversation with you and I've asked your advice on these subjects. (laughs) Well, what do men really, really want when they're paying $1,000 an hour for it? Because, you know, as, as soon as you introduce commerce and value to things, People have, I guess, a wish list or a checklist of what they wish to achieve or get from the thing. So what do men really, really want? Okay, so the men, uh, and I can only talk about my experience, Um, you know, I charge over $3,000 for a dinner date and um, an overnight, which is 12 hours, six of those minimum sleeping um, is about 5500 And what men want, what they think they want and what they actually want are very different. They think they want swinging from chandelier sex. What they actually want is someone to listen and to talk and to feel appreciated and to feel heard. And I can't tell you how many times I've had appointments with men and there's been zero sex. It's, it's, um, they think like they go in there thinking this is exciting and then they're so terrified usually in fact they're all pretty terrified nervous um and then once they start talking you can't shut them up because they they're like a a dam that's just been released you know they just they just for the first time in a lot of their lives they feel that they have that safe space to talk and to not be judged and I it's funny because I say (laughs) I say to a lot of my clients you know a therapist is thousand dollars cheaper than me and they they say they would why would I see a therapist I don't want to be judged I don't need a therapist and I'm thinking <laughs> um but yeah it's it's not about sex this job is not about sex so what this I'm, job hearing, about, I'm hearing I'm yeah. hearing that they're paying for intimacy and absolutely and I, I want to kind of take it back to this whole idea you know a few years ago, the whole sugar daddy thing exploded mm. and it be, and now it's the only fans economy where women are using their assets and their bodies and their youth in that kind of sub-segment to monetize and to, to pay for things. It's not new. It's, um, you know, to be cliche, it's the oldest profession in the world and it's probably the most uh, oldest transaction in the world. But Tell me, you, you're, what you're saying is kind of contradictory to what, you know, media mm. and conversation is that fetishizes youth. Like why, why do we fetishize youth when, in your experience, mm. there's a growing demand for intimacy with, a, with an experienced woman who isn't perfect? Mm. Well, look, I mean... <clears throat> Youth is, I mean, don't get me wrong, youth is a wonderful thing. Clothes look better, you know, your skin's better, your hair's better, your nails, you know, you, you have more energy. You know, I look at young girls and I just think, oh, to have that body or to have 
you know, that that excitement of a new a, new, a life that's ahead of you, um, less jaded, you know, it, it, there's something to be said for you. Um, and there's always going to be men, if we're talking about when, what men want, there's always going to be men that are attracted to that. Always, but they're not attracted. But are they attracted to what that package looks like or are they attracted to what, you know, the uh, the slaps on the back from the friends or what they think in their head or maybe they, yeah. were, they weren't able to get that girl because they were short, fat, bald and ugly and now yes. they've got a little bit of money and a fast car they might be able to get, you know, yeah. a, a girl that they've never had access to. Mm, I'm sure there's an element of that. Um, and, you know, they these girls... Um, you know, they, they, they just lack the experience that a lot of men, in my experience, are looking for. And I've heard a lot of men say they find the younger girls, quote, boring, unquote, because you can't talk to them. I had a client ring me up once and say, Samantha, I, I don't know, Samantha, do you have any older ladies on your books? And I said, yes, I do. He goes, I'm so sick of these young ones. All they want to do is have sex. <laughs> he said... <laughs> to laugh and he said I'm just looking for someone I can talk to and that's I mean men aren't the um the sexual drilling machines that the media portrays them out to be you know I, I hate to say if there's any men listening here I, I do apologize in advance but you know sex is pretty quick with men and my appointments are usually a couple of hours now what do you think we do in those hours we certainly do not have sex for uh you know longer than five to ten minutes the rest is talking um listening it's, it's I'm mentally drained by by after a lot of my jobs it's not physically drained I can see three clients in a week and and not have penetration um and I think that's the biggest myth about this job um and I think that's the great thing about getting older. You attract a certain demographic of man. And I, the older I get, the younger my clients get. It's not I attract the 85-year-olds that are on their last gasps of breath. You know, I uh, women my age and older, um, you know, there's a huge, huge demand by younger men, by gorgeous younger men. What have you learned about desire? Uh, desire in men or women or both? Let's start with women in in your own development as a sexual being, as as someone yeah. who provides um, desire and um, you know sex and sensuality for clients. Yeah, look, all, all I can speak for is, is myself, and that you know, sexually, <laughs> I'm, I've never really talked about sex, but I will. Um, sexually, it, 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 you know, for me, I, I like dominating men I like them to be dominating in my job as Samantha men are not like that they're very uh uh humble you know they want the romance they want the foreplay they you know they like to be cuddled you know like that, that I mean if I was looking for a sexual partner yes those are great but you know I do like to get thrown around the room as well and the clients do not you know, they prefer very gentle, sweet, vanilla. I would say vanilla. Sex. And their desires are very vanilla. You know, I don't get requests for hamsters up the bums or anything like that. I get very, you know, vanilla, do you kiss, do you cuddle, 
you know, that kind of stuff. So men, I think, are supposed to be these, uh, you know, we're they're conditioned to be these rough, strong, big blokes that just are throwing you against the wall. But they're actually, in my experience, far more tender than that. And do you think it's because you're older and that if it was a, you know, a Bucks night or a group of guys who were getting a young and experienced girl, that the power kind of base would be very different? Yes. And, and that you hold so much more power because you are older, you are ageless, you are more confident. And it's a very different situation to yeah. in real life think- as well, you know? Yes, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said power because sex is power. Uh, It's a power game. It's a dance. You know, the whole man and woman thing is a dance. And I am so much more successful in my with my dates as Samantha because the power I've got the power when I'm Amanda and I date in the real world I'm I'm useless because the powers it's it's you know the balance of scales is out of whack for me. Um. So, yeah, you're right. It is about power. And I've, I've read this fabulous quote. Everything in the world is about, as Oscar Wilde said, everything in the world is about sex. Apart from sex, sex is about power. Um, and that's so true. It's a power thing. And I think a lot of men I see are so powerful in their lives. They're the CEOs, sportsmen, whatever, you know, and the normal tradie, whatever. And they just don't want to be that powerful man. You know, they want their man cave where they can just be who they are. And I've seen so many men cry. Um, be really vulnerable um and yeah they tell that I mean I've heard so many times that they say they tell me things they've never told anyone else before and that isn't about sex that isn't about throwing you around the room that is a very tender simple it's simplicity you know it's just human need of intimacy what happens um what's the difference between your young clients and your older clients in terms of um their vitality their energy their sexual ability actually not that much (laughs) um you know I mean the young ones yes I mean their bodies are you know they're great bodies and and uh and you know their desires are probably a little bit different and they are more sexual but um the older ones are certainly more experienced and um more, more more vocal during you know they 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 have the confidence to tell you what they want whereas the young ones sometimes think one size fits all you know said good sex is about um a discussion as well about what what you want and what they want and i think that i've only in my mid 40s i only have worked out now what i actually like you know i had no idea and i think it's impossible to have good sex when you don't know your body if you don't know your body How's he going to know your body? He or she's going to know your body. You know, I know what I need and I'm able, I have the confidence to vocalise that. And I think a lot of women don't have the confidence to vocalise that. And I've learnt that as Samantha. Do you coach your um, the girls that work for you or the women that work for you as to how to create um, and to self-generate sexiness and desire so that they deliver a great service to their clients? Um, do I coach? I mean, there is some kind of coaching, yes. But, and I always say to them, I can't be there in the room with you. You know, I can't be there with you. You're going to have to do it yourself. I, it's on the job learning. I can't, it's really hard to tell someone who's not, who doesn't think the same as me to behave a certain way. Only they can judge the situation and the client and what the client wants. But um, 
you know, they they quite often come to me thinking it's all about sex. And, you know, I'm a sex addict. I love sex. I'm going to be a great escort. And I just laugh and say, don't go into this job for the sex. Go into this job because you have compassion. And if you have compassion, you'll do fine. It's not about having the biggest boobs or, um, you know, the design of vagina. It's about having compassion and being able to listen. And, and that's all I can help. But that's all I can just guide them. You know, I can just guide them. Well, you brought up the design of vagina and I'm, what a perfect, <laughs> what a perfect segue. <laughs> what exactly what is, um, you know, tell me about what you think uh, makes a body and a woman ageless in a sexual context. And tell me some of the things that you do to keep yourself ageless and to not only look good, but to feel good. Well, it takes a village, number one. <laughs> um, look, um, look, I, I, I'm not against plastic surgery. I have had several procedures. Um, yeah, done. The most... Although well, the most recent one I had was a lower facelift and a designer vagina. And, oh. and I, um, I'll have to tell you about that. It's fabulous. And, um, what, oh, yeah, I had my boobs done. And he put in, uh, Dr. Puria Maradi, um, he put a, a um, internal bra inside, which has been the best thing because, you know, as you said, if you get to a certain age, they flop. So it's great to have that them standing up naturally. Um and uh, you pay a bit more, obviously, but you also save a lot. And I just, I just I thought, well, I'm going to save all that money on bras and I hardly ever wear them and, and they'll last forever. Um, the design vagina is not as hardcore as it sounds. It's just basically, okay. So they just laser, he just lasered the excess skin off the labia. And so you have a very smooth looking vagina. Can I just say, no one else cares about it apart from me. Men don't notice that kind of stuff. Do not notice that kind of stuff. I'm the only one that notices it. I'm the only one that loves it. No one else gives a shit about it. Um, and the other thing I had was a lower facelift, and that is probably the best thing I've done. Excruciatingly painful. We'll do it all again tomorrow. The recovery was about, uh, honestly, I think I stopped crying after about a week. Um, but, yeah, two to three weeks, you're still in a fair bit of pain because they they, they operate, they, they cut behind and in front of the ear, and I think any kind of ear surgery is very painful. But, look, there, I was so happy with the results, and I, I, I really recommend Dr. Maradi. yeah. We've talked about um, kind of a sexy arsenal before uh, in the, the article you wrote for Rescue. Let's talk about what, you know, what you – your little beauty ritual and what you know is just beautiful and captivating and makes you feel sexy and ageless and ready to enjoy the day? Well, the thing I've trained myself to do every morning, and it takes, I think it says 28 days to create a habit. I, every time I get up, as soon as I get up, I drink a glass of water with lemon. I know that sounds so boring and cliched, but that I train, I've, I've had to force myself to do it before I have my coffee. Um, look, coffee is really important to me in the morning, as is um, getting out of bed. It's so easy to go back to bed, especially in lockdown. But I force myself to get up, I get out, I get my dog and I walk. It doesn't matter what I'm looking, whether I'm still in my pajamas, I'm, I'm out. Um, skincare wise, um, I use a few products. Um, 
Can I talk about skincare ranges? What yes. I use here? Okay, okay. I, do, I don't know whether you want to read. Uh, so I use... <laughs> Uh, the thing that changed my skin the most skincare wise is Rodan and Fields. Um, I don't know whether you've tried. Have you tried them? I've used their cleanser. Ah, do you like it? Yeah, very much. Love it. It's yeah. a foaming cleanser. It's really rich. It's amazing. And they do a great eye cream as well in their anti-aging range. Great eye yeah. cream. Yeah. The, the range I use is Reverse. I think it's called yeah. Reverse. And they got glycolic acid is fantastic. Their um, eye cream is great. Um, exfoliating toner is great and my skin I, I got comments on my skin after about a month of using that but the best thing I've done for my skin and I know this sounds really boring is I stopped drinking and as soon as I stopped drinking my inside out completely changed my a sparkle came back in my eyes uh, the bags started to go down the under eye circles went down uh, my skin cleared up it seriously took five years off me, I reckon, five to 10 years off me. And I wasn't drinking every day. I wasn't drinking in the morning, but I was drinking enough for me to be a drinker, you know, like a proper drinker. Mm. So um, giving that up is hands down the best thing I've done for my skin. Best. No point in having all these fancy products if you're putting on bad skin. You've got to sort out the skin first. See, she's you. a beauty editor at heart. Maybe <laughs> Samantha X, but she's still a beauty editor. Um. <laughs> But you yeah, can't beat it out of you, can you? Let me ask you something. Um, do you have a ritual that makes you feel sexy that you can share with oh, our listeners? That, that can kind of, because a lot of, the, one of the things that, you know, I definitely get DMs about and stuff is I can't be bothered. I don't, I can't, I just don't, don't want to anymore. I don't feel it. But okay. there are definitely ways to get yourself in the mood and to kind of appreciate yourself and be on. Yes. And I think that lies in bronzer for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 even in lockdown, I, I put makeup on. Apart from when you called me 20 minutes ago, I put a bit of foundation, uh, a bit of bronzer, and my favourite lipstick from MAC, which is called Myth. And when I put that on, I feel like myself um and that's the only ritual I have in the morning a bit of exfoliating toner from Rodana Fields but apart from that I'm pretty basic like I don't I don't have this wild and fancy you know re regime or, or you know I'm pretty basic well, I'm, what about I'm, when you're going to work when you're turning into transforming into Samantha X Samantha? Yeah, there a look that your clients it always you know it always works is there a fragrance that you know, is irresistible. Is there yes. a, a body cream that you swear yes. by? Yes. Yeah, go. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, so when, I, we want to know. When I, <laughs> so when I'm becoming Samantha, um, the body cream that they love is the Bum Bum one from Mecca. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's so nice. Uh, they, I like it so does my 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, the Bum Bum cream is amazing. And I have many, many comments on that cream, more than I do expensive perfumes. Um, I it's coconut and vanilla. That's why it smells like a holiday. Is that what it is in there? Yeah, it's it's just beautiful. And um, I have recently invested in the Dyson Airwave. I think it's oh. called. And I curl my hair, and they just love that little. No, not like right, that little. That like you have now, the little you know curl. And I use my favorite perfume, um, La Tulip from Breeder. Is it? 
Credo. It's yeah. a Mecca Cosmetica brand. Yeah. And those are my go-tos. If I've got that body cream, if I've got that perfume on, if I've got my hair curled, I'm fine. I also put on a bit of fake tan. Um, and look, you don't need to spend a lot of money on the fake tan. I, I've bought every amazing fake tan out there, and you would know this. The, the ones I recommend are Dove, the, the everyday gradual tan, and Elle Ferguson does a beautiful tan as well. Yeah, um, I love her. I love it's such a good brand. and it's it's such a natural color but it, it's a great one I agree yeah it's, it's and it doesn't one. smell bad it's amazing no it doesn't smell bad so um yeah those are my Samantha things as for clothes look clients the bit number one request I have is for jeans or activewear you know I've got all these beautiful dresses that I don't wear because they they don't want the whole fancy schmancy thing you know and what about um, exercises? Do you do pelvic floor exercises? Do you do anything in particular to kind of keep yourself, you know, in tip-top shape? And do you recommend any uh, exercises as you're getting older to, to keep you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The thing that changed my body more than anything, more than weights or, or running, was Pilates. And Pilates for, for older women, especially, it's just it's the gift that keeps on giving. It really oh my god! Do you do it? Do you do it too? Yeah. Do you do it too? Yeah, oh, it's a game. Changer. I love it. Game changer. And I've actually registered to do a teacher training course because I'm obsessed with it at the moment. I just think I see so many changes to my body, and I think Joseph Pilates said in ten sessions you feel better, in twenty you look better, and in thirty you get a brand new body. And I, before lockdown, I was doing it twice, you know, once, sometimes twice a day. And my body was the best, much better than when I was 21. My body was, you know, you get toned in the right places. You get the underarm tone, which I love about Pilates. And do you do um, Kegels or do you, do you recommend any kind no. of? No. No, I don't. I mean, no, no, I don't. But I mean, I know I should. But I probably do that in Pilates. You know, you have to sort of draw up from inside. I do that. but. Um, I mean, every woman should do keyboards. Do you but think yeah, that no. there's any supplements that boost or enhance your sex drive or stamina or um, desire? Because that's, you know, it's, it's often closely linked with exhaustion, adrenal fatigue, uh, a, a drop in estrogen levels. Um, and mm. that's, you know, that certainly starts happening in, from your mid to late 30s. Do you do anything mm. to kind of boost your libido through supplementation or? Um, no, no, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I don't. Um, I, I think I probably should though. I, but I, for me, um, when I have a low libido, it means, it means my head's not working properly. You know, that I'm, there's something else going on, I'm stressed or I don't, you know, or I'm upset about something or I'm tired. Um, and also I have to, I used to have a very high libido and the older I get that's gone down. Um, but I think that it's very easy when you haven't had sex for a while, you've not, you, you lose the urge. And then as soon as you have sex again, it, it, it awakens your desire. And, um, you know, I haven't had, I mean, lockdown, I haven't had sex for ages. And um, so I've sort of lost that desire a bit, but once I have sex again, I know I'll be okay. But as for herbs or supplements, no, I only hear what men do. And, um, a lot of men take Cialis, I think it's called, um, instead of Viagra. I don't know too much about it. I know it doesn't have the same side effects as Viagra does. But as for women's sex drive, 
for me, I just think the more the more you look after yourself, the more sexual you feel. I think if you're feeling fat and frumpy and overweight, and you, you're not gonna you're gonna have no sex drive, you know. So, mm. if you're not in the mood to you know clock on at work, do you opt out? Yes, but I don't work that much. I don't work that much, and I have to be in a, I have to be in a Samantha head headspace. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to get into that character. Um, you know, I'd rather I'd rather put my trackies on and have a cup of tea half the time. So when I'm Samantha, when I, I have to sort of click into Samantha mode, and it takes a bit of effort. Um, yeah, it does take it does take a bit of effort to click in. But once I've clicked in, I'm fine. And what do it's, you do I, to I click in? What do you do to well, click in? Me- because a lot of people have to click into Samantha mode, and they don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Um, there, 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 there is weight to the old saying, fake it till you make it. And I'm not saying about faking an orgasm. I'm just saying if you have a smile on your face, it's really hard not to feel happy. You know, it doesn't matter if that smile's fake. You still you still release the endorphins. Um, as soon as I'm with the client, as soon as I see the client, as soon as we sit down, I just feel in Samantha mode automatically. It's the idea of it, which which I find hard. Oh, I can't be bothered to get ready. I can't be bothered to go out. I can't be bothered to have dinner. Blah, blah, blah. But but as soon as I'm with a client, I feel good. It's just getting to that stage. It's like going out to a board meeting or to going to work or going for dinner with people you don't really want to go with. As soon as you're there, it's fine. It's just the idea of it. I say in my head, showtime. I go, you know, this is showtime. And, you know, here I am. And the rest just follows. But I, I think if you, if you, go on, sorry. I think if you, with me, if, if once I look the part, I can be the part. You know, I can't feel like Samantha and Trackies. But once I'm looking nice and I've got my nice shoes on and I feel confident and I'm, you know, wearing matching undies for a change, then I can be Samantha. I can't go into Samantha mode at home. Absolutely not. I remember a conversation we had, I want to say about five years ago, and I think it was in the interview as well, is that... Um, for you, foreplay starts hours before, and that's the secret kind of source to be in the mood and to feel desired and desirable and to create, um, you know, a sexual tension before you meet a client. And I remember you said to me you had one client that wanted you to take photos of you and your libertines and and that whole kind of uh, the building up of the sexual chemistry intention started hours before so but by the time you got there you were really in the mood and you felt really desired and sexy and he was really already pre-turned on tell me about the idea you know of how this can kind of play out in real life because people are looking for advice people want inspiration Mm. and ideas to to kind of play with in real life Mm. Yeah, look, I understand it's harder in real life when you've been married for 25 years. <laughs> I get that. Um, I, I, I'll give you a story, though. Um, one of my dear friends, she was at a sort of a stalemate with her husband and, you know, they weren't having sex. Um, they were barely talking. Um, you know, it was a real down bit in their relationship. And I said to her, why don't you just send him a message right now saying, I can't wait to suck him later and she goes no I can't do that of course I can't do that and she did seriously he was home in half an hour you know (laughs) and that's an international alarm clock that like that rallies the soldiers all over the world (laughs) we know that Um, we know that exactly and I think it's being confident enough to just uh 
put yourself in that vulnerable position to say something like that. And um, there are not many men <laughs> that would say no thanks to that. And I think um, by having sex, and it's very easy when you're in a long-term relationship, the older you get to sort of sex go by the wayside and it's not important. And um, it really is important because it's not just about penis and vagina, it's a connection of you two. And I think once couples stop having sex, um, uh, there isn't, I mean, I can't speak for most, for anyone apart from me, but I know my relationships when I, when I'm not intimate, sexually intimate, physically intimate with my partner, I feel less close to them. And I think that is something that I hear time and time again from men. They can't cope with not having sex with their wives or their girlfriends or their partners. And they, I hear a lot that they say, um, my wife feels fat or she's, you know, she's put on weight. She doesn't have any confidence. You know, to me, she's still beautiful. I hear that all the time. They say, to me, she is still beautiful. Um, and, and I just feel, wish, wish. Do you feel younger? Do you feel more beautiful when you are, you know, feeling sexually expressed? Because, you know, there's always that thing, oh, you can tell she's getting some or he's getting some because there's, it's, it's a glow. It's, it, it's a transformation in your physiology and the way you walk and the way you talk. Your skin looks better. Um, do, yeah. Do you, do you feel that way? Um, it's, it's really hard to answer that because yes and no in, in Samantha it's as soon as I walk out of the hotel room or whatever I'm a, I'm Amanda again so I have to separate the two characters the two women um in Ma- Amanda's world yes I do feel like that I mean ironically enough I never have sex in my real life hardly ever but the times I have been in relationships um Yes, I do feel that glow. And I think it is, a, you know, a, a literally a physical a physical thing, but you do have that radiance. Um, but as Samantha, not much, no, not, not really so much because um, it's my job. How did your um, orgasms change from your 20s, 30s, 40s? How did you, yeah, that's, that's the question. You know, I never talk about sex. So I'm actually really shy at talking about sex, but I will answer this for you. I honestly don't think I had an orgasm in my 20s, um, full stop. Wow. Um, I actually I actually don't think I did. And I'm sorry to any of my boyfriend, ex-boyfriends listening to this. <laughs> if they are, but um, I didn't know really how to have, I mean, obviously masturbation is a different thing. And yes, I knew how to do that. But when it came to having sex, I had no idea what I was doing. I thought it was all about pleasuring the man. And I didn't, I didn't know how anyone could give me an orgasm. So um, in my 30s, I think I began to understand my body a bit more, but still not great. I, I hardly had orgasms. In my 40s, well, I'm making up for lost time. <laughs> um, because Not because my partners are better in bed. I'm better in bed with me. You know, I know what I need. And I'm confident enough in myself to express that to someone. Not all the time. Sometimes I get really shy still. You know, I don't have the super, super confidence you know, I'm, I'm not that super confident, but I, nine times out of 10, if I'm lucky enough to have sex nine times out of 10, I will be able to express what I need. Yeah. And in terms of um, what you need and I guess the evolution of what we need, um, it would be remiss of me not to mention the wildly popular Netflix show Sex Life. Have you watched it? I've watched one episode. Have She's you watched it? like us. You know that, right? 
Yeah, is she? Yeah. That's why she's that's why she's so good. Uh, <laughs> spicy brunette, like <laughs> Yeah. Um, is it good? I hear episode six is very good, or episode, I think it's four or six. Uh, look, I think it's I think it's really interesting because it's put the dialogue about sex and desire and the different phases of women's sexuality. It's brought it up as a conversation point. Um, mm. I think that um, you know the protagonists are gorgeous to look at, um, and I think it kind of you know looks beneath the veneer of what's expected and what's polite to talk about. So I think it, yeah, I think it was good, but. Um, what do you think? Do you think that, you know, that the premise of the show, for those who haven't seen it, is that, you know, the uh, the lead character uh, says that she was highly sexually active, really exploratory, had this hot, hot boyfriend in her 20s and 30s, uh, 20s, I guess, um, and then, she, you know, she settles for a hot uh guy that she marries and has two kids but like lusts after her sexier self um but what you're saying is that you flipped the narrative and that you know mm. 20s and 30s you weren't having that spectacular sex no in your 40s um yeah I had drunk stupid sex you know like I don't remember half the sex I had and I you know I I think at that age I was doing it to please the man not because I wanted pleasure myself I probably wanted the validation more than the physical, the physicality of it. Whereas now it's about the, uh, you know, I'm not going to waste my time having bad sex. I don't need to have a husband. I don't need to have, um, uh, you know, I don't need someone to look after me in that way. I would like to have good sex. And it's not easy to find. It's not easy and what, to find. What do you think the secret formula is? Is it chemistry? Is it communication? Is it anatomy? Is it um, energy? What is it? Or creativity? What, what is the secret sauce? Uh, to, to, personally, I think it's 99.9% chemistry. You know, you can have chemistry with someone you are not attracted to, like is not your type. But for some reason, you have the most amazing chemistry. On the other hand, you can get someone who you're super attracted to, who's gorgeous, ticks all the boxes, but there's no chemistry. You know, and I think good sex is about good chemistry. Yes, communication is important. Yes, you know, um, all the other energy is really important, but if the chemistry is not there, it's not going to happen, you know? And I, I remember seeing a, a life coach years and years ago. Um, I was really in doubt whether to leave my partner or not at the time. And he said to me, does he smell nice? And I thought, oh, I don't know. I don't really know what he smells of. And he said, couples that stay together are couples that are attracted to each other's smell. So that's chemistry. You know, that's, that's something that's biological. Um, have you ever so, fallen yeah. in love with a client? Um, I have, yes, I have. And, and was that from chemistry or was that from connectivity? Um, chemistry, probably, chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing with chemistry is that, um, you know, just as much, as quickly as it comes, it can go pretty quickly too as well. Um, but, yeah, no, that, we had a few great years together and then they ended in disaster. Um, but, yeah, chemistry. And But he was also a nice guy, you know, yeah. What would 47-year-old Samantha X tell 27-year-old Amanda? Um, grow some balls, probably. <laughs> some balls be more confident you know like 
be more confident, grow some balls and not care what other people think so much. I was so terrified in this insecure world of worrying what people think. And now I'm at the age where I really have built a career out of not caring what people think, you know. Um, and, you know, the worst judge of anyone is ourselves. You know, I'm so, you know, I had an eating disorder. I was, you know, didn't want to go out during the day. I only went out at night because then I feel that no one could see me. You know, I was just so, so insecure. And I think that um, the older I've got, the more that I realise that everyone else is just too obsessed with their own lives to care what, what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and also look after your skin and put sunscreen on, which is something I never did growing up in London. <laughs> we never use sunscreen. I still hardly ever use it, to be honest, because I'm not conditioned to use it. So, yeah, sunscreen would be that, a good one. I'm going to ask you, who do you think are the sexiest muses that you look up to and you think, you know, their beauty is ageless, their sensuality is ageless, their sexuality is powerful? Um, oh, that's a really hard question. I mean, I see women like, I mean, I'm old school. So I see women like Sophia Loren and I just, I'd turn for her. You know, she's just so sexual. Like everything about her is so sexual and her body, you know, she's not skinny. She's got that beauty, those beautiful curves. Um, I, I love women like that, um, that are unashamedly sexual. Um, Modern day, I, I, I actually don't know modern day who who I think is really good. What about you? What do you think? Who do you, who do you think is really I have sexual? different muses for different things. And, you know, I I find people really, um, you know, I can walk down the street and see a girl and go, my God, she's got such great energy. Like what about her can you appropriate? What is it the way that, you know, she wears like a simple um, necklace around her neck? And I think, you know, you overdo it. You can overdo it. And then you see someone who's really beautiful in just their paired back uh, attractiveness. So I, I like normal people. I love actually yeah. find normal people quite attractive. Uh, in terms of uh, kind of muses, I think that Gwen Stefani looks so vital and she's so happy. She's found new love. She she looks powerful. She looks sexy. She looks like she's about to have a whole new iteration of life. And to me, she just looks really, really like ready to go. I think, you know, I think about that movie, Vicky, Christina, Barcelona. I haven't seen that. It's a Woody Allen film and it's Penelope okay. Cruz and Scarlett Johansson and um, it kind of pits the blonde against the brunette, the younger versus the older. And it's so interesting because throughout that movie you kind of fall in love with both characters and you you kind of want to be both of them. And, in, in you know, one's an ingenue and one's like really experienced and confident. So, you know, I I see that duality in life as well and I see that in me so I find that interesting and I think I'm, I'm interested to ask you because I've seen you grow up I guess and I've yeah. seen your change yeah I, I think you made a really good point about normal people I think the less effort women make the sexier they are and you know I'm more likely to to uh want to look like or to aspire to look like a woman that's very natural it looks amazing in a white shirt and jeans 
rather than a woman who has the whole shebang outfit. I'm always going to look at the, the 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 normal looking woman and go, oh, she looks so classy. You know, just very simple, classy, like a less fuss. You know, I'm all about less fuss. Um, yeah, I, I I love that kind of natural. I mean, I I always used to think that. Um, Oh my God, Gwyneth Paltrow was so beautiful. You know, she's got the wonky teeth. She's very natural looking. You know, um, she sells a candle of her vagina <laughs> and made a fortune. <laughs> and I thought, there's a good business idea. Now, there um, is an idea. <laughs> but yeah, she's that kind of look that I love, you know, very natural. Um, would look ridiculous with big fake boobs like me, you know, look ridiculous in them. I love the, this um, is what yeah. I was going to say. I didn't want to burst your bubble, but like, it's like, I, I really like natural. I really like natural. I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Look, you know, sometimes I think I'd love to take my boobs and just have normal small boobs again. And, you know, and I think. Ugh, it's who I am now. You know, I love my big. I've always wanted big boobs. I grew up flat chested. I was spent my 30s flat chested. I want to have big boobs and I love them, but I love them. Men don't necessarily love big boobs like this. Most men love natural. Um, I get lots of requests from men. Do you have any girls with natural boobs? Oh. And I'm like, uh, nope, <laughs> nope. They're all fake these days. But um, yeah, I mean, look, Gwyneth Paltrow's probably got very fake small ones. Well, I would say given, she probably. I would say she some, probably does. <laughs> you've given some incredible <laughs> tips, and I love, I love speaking to you. You're so candid, and you, to me, your own who you are and and it, it was hard I know it was hard for you I know there was mm. just so many times where you know you you were vilified and misunderstood I would say but um it was wonderful to have you on the age list oh, thank podcast. you I love speaking to Thanks you and I'm for sure <laughs> thank you thanks for inviting me again thank you my darling all right love you bye Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. I'm Bahar Etmanen, your host and founder of Ageless by Rescue. For more exclusive content, show transcript, behind the scenes video, real people reviews and extended interviews with experts, I invite you to please follow us at Ageless by Rescue on Instagram, Facebook and Rescue TV on YouTube. You can also sign up to receive our e-magazine and newsletters, all for free, 